This is the We Roar podcast by Langston University. This podcast serves to prove that, regardless of who you are, where you've been, and where you come from, Langston University has a place for you. What you're about to hear is the real-life story of a current student. Go Lions! Kayla's heart could not stop pounding as she walked onto the stage. With the bright blue light shining on her, the crowd was nowhere to be seen. But their applause and their cheers were almost deafening. As the cameras flashed and the host lifted the microphone to his mouth, Kayla said a silent prayer to herself and began thinking back to everything that had brought her to this moment. Her journey to chain breaking and path to becoming the 77th Miss Langston University began when Kayla was just a child. Growing up in a household with constantly arguing parents stunted Kayla's early emotional development. For me, whenever I would try and express what that arguing made me feel, and if it made me feel bad and things like that, I would always get minimized and told, well, no, that's not what this is. This is just a heated argument, air quote. And nobody was ever really acknowledging my feelings um, and the impact that it was having on me being the child um, within the family. And so because of that, that caused me to be very emotionally mute. So I was not able to accurately or adequately express my feelings. I was never able to put words to my emotions. I knew I felt sad and I knew my first instinct was to cry, but I didn't know how to express why I was crying and who caused it. Kayla always thought she would be better off if her parents would just separate. But when they eventually divorced, a young Kayla turned to alcohol as her coping mechanism. When she was 15 years old while on a church retreat, Kayla was caught with alcohol in her bag. This was her breaking point, and she knew she needed to make changes. Church used to be my safe space, so to know that I was leaning on alcohol in what used to be my safe space, um, that was a lot. And then um, about, I want to say it was the day after we came back from the retreat um, is when my parents found out. It was a whole big moment. One of my parents was trying to cover it up and make it look glamorous, and the other one was like, no, she needs help. And so it was at that point where it was like, no, we've got to get you help because this is not, this isn't where you should be. And I think it was a realization point um, for at least one of my parents that, okay, this is affecting her way more than we thought it would. And we should have been listening earlier. That's when my mom put me in counseling and it was through counseling that I was able to get the tools and the resources that I needed to be able to adequately express my feelings. Counseling began for Kayla around the time she entered her junior year of high school, which is about the time she began looking at colleges. She knew she always wanted to attend an HBCU, and through the Langston University priority acceptance process, and with some help of the Edwin P. McCabe Honors Scholarship, Kayla decided to attend Langston University and pursue her degree in nursing. The McCabe Scholarship um, decided everything for me because that is a full-ride academic scholarship. And no other college, funny enough, all the other colleges that I was applying to, I could never get access to the scholarships. I would always try and log into the portal to apply, and that would never work. And then with the other schools, it was just like no scholarships existed. Like, I just had no way of finding out. But with Langston, um, my mom had a client whose son went to Langston. He actually just graduated last spring. 
and he had the McCabe scholarship at the time. And so that's how my mom found out about it. And then from there, we were sent the link and I applied. Yeah, that's that's how that went. It was The deciding factor was definitely the scholarship because I didn't have to pay for anything. Kayla joins Langston University after graduating high school, about three years after beginning therapy. Her emotional muteness did not just go away once she came to college, but the tools she learned and practiced through therapy helped her understand, process, and speak her emotions much more clearly than before. Even amid the pandemic, Kayla did not regress, as she was able to find a close-knit group of friends to help her feel at home at Dear Langston. Among them was the 74th Miss Langston University, Renita Mason. One day, while Kayla was getting her nails done by Renita, Renita began to plant the seed in Kayla's head that, if she participated in the Miss Langston University pageant in the future, she might have a really good chance of winning it. And when she said it, she was like, you know, over the years, just pay attention to the queens that come after me. Take what you would do, what you wouldn't do, what you would improve, things like that. You know, just take notes on their reign. Um, and then when it's time for you to make that decision on if you want to do it or not, you'll have some information to go with and um, you'll have something to kind of propel your reign. So Kayla watched and learned, and in the fall of her junior year, decided to compete in the Miss Black and Gold pageant hosted by the Beta Kappa chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Unbeknownst to most, this was her second time competing in this pageant. This pageant is where Kayla's platform, the journey to chain breaking, was formed. I said, here I am, and you've got all these other different departments getting um, restored, getting back to where they used to be operating or are operating even better. And we've got one of the most vital things and where there's a huge need on campus and it's still sitting at, it's still operating as if we're in COVID restrictions, meaning the counseling department. And there was only the virtual options. Um, and so teletherapy. And I said, something's got to change. And that was the need that I saw. And then talking to people and hearing how they were trying to navigate the website to be able to book an appointment and the feasibility, the availability, and you know, just what people needed. And I saw that my peers need someone to talk to and they need a safe space. They don't need judgment because we're already in a society that says that if you have any type of mental issue, that it should either be kept behind closed doors or they just deem you as being crazy when that's simply not the case. And so I said, that's the need. And it was funny enough, that was the need that I saw and that was the need that I had when I was 15 and really eight years old and just couldn't express it. And so I wanted to be able to break that cycle for my peers. Kayla went on to win that year's Miss Black and Gold pageant. Now a senior nursing major, Kayla decides to compete in the Miss Langston University pageant. Although she was excited and eager to get started, mental setbacks began to take hold of her. During her preparation for the Miss Langston University pageant, Kayla began dealing with a major heartbreak and found herself in a depressive episode. All of this led to the night right before the show. So the day before the pageant, this is the last practice that we had, um, we were running the show fully. We were doing it with tech, lights, all of it, all the things. And we were running category by category, running it like the show. And I was not performing 
at the level that I felt like I should have been performing at. So I was making a whole bunch of mistakes. Like I wasn't answering the questions the way that I wanted to. I didn't do my talent the way that I wanted to. Like it just was not going well. I was missing counts in the opening number. I was like, what's going on? This is the night before. Everything should be going pretty much smooth. This should be very, very, very minor mistakes. And I felt so defeated that night. Kayla told herself she was not going to show up for the pageant the next day, but something kept telling her that she was not quite done yet. She reached out to her friends and most of all her mother for support. And funny enough, I talked to my mom a lot during this time and she used to be one of the main people where I felt like I couldn't um, express my feelings. That was one of the main people where I would get so mute. And so um, I pulled on her a lot and it, it's so funny to think about now, but even during that time, God was literally exercising my ability to open up and to express and to open my mouth towards these things while I'm going through the lowest point I've ever been in college. Kayla wakes up at four in the morning, the day of the pageant to prepare for her clinicals. Throughout the morning and into the afternoon, Friends and classmates begin telling Kayla how excited they are to see her in the pageant that night. Their confidence in her, with the help of her support group, drove Kayla to follow through with her commitment to compete. She arrives at the pageant area with nerves buzzing through her system. After completing her pre-pageant interviews, Kayla looks at herself in the mirror, does her superwoman pose, and lines up for the pageant to begin. A little bit before halfway through the pageant, I started rooting for, I wasn't even rooting for myself at that point. I was rooting for another one of the girls who was competing with me um, because I just felt like I was like, I don't have this in the bag. I was like, I don't think I'm winning this. So I ended up switching my support, not on myself, but on someone else competing in the pageant because I felt like they were doing way better than me. Right before the formal production, Kayla found herself on the verge of a mental and emotional breakdown. She showed up for herself every day to rehearse, to classes, practicing and preparing for five weeks, just to feel like she was gonna lose right at the end. Kayla didn't even wanna walk out on the stage for the final crowning, but she did. And the bright blue lights shined on her and the crowd's deafening cheers and applause could all be heard as the cameras flashed. The host lifted the microphone to his mouth and said, Ladies and gentlemen, your 77th Miss Langston University is Kayla Robinson! It was announced so fast, first off, so I was like, Wait, did he actually say my name? And then to realize what he said my name in regards to, I said, oh my gosh. So I was genuinely shocked. Those tears were serious because I was like, I made it. Like I actually made it. Through everything I had to go through, I made it. And it, it blew my mind. There were so many emotions at the time. Now, as the 77th Miss Langston University Kayla is continuing the journey to chain breaking, not just personally, but also for her peers, so they can feel comfortable sharing their emotions and finding the help they need. 
I was one of those people. I know what it feels like to be depressed. I know what it feels like to have suicidal thoughts. I know, I know what that heaviness feels like. And so I want to make sure that I'm still remaining relatable and on, I'm still level with my peers at the end of the day. Langston has helped me fulfill my platform by one, hearing my story, and mainly the most important thing is that they've heard my story and not judged me for it. And especially the people um, who I work closely with, they've heard my story and they've not judged me for it, and then they understand why I push so hard for the things that I push for. They're like, no, this is because she went through some real things. And for me, I don't want any of my successors or just the generations coming up after me to have to experience, even those that I don't even know, to have to experience the things that I did. Growing up as an emotionally mute child can be one of the most detrimental things to your adulthood. My advice is to, I would say step out, step out on faith one good time, one good time and you will be amazed at how things change in a good way. Um, I think once you take that chance, when you're someone who doesn't, um, who's not used to expressing their feelings, doesn't know how to do it well or in a healthy way, when you finally take that chance to just say, hey, even if it's just, hey, I need help. I'm not in a good place, and I don't know what tomorrow looks like for me or honestly the next 10 minutes, that could change the game for you. So my biggest advice is to step out on faith and say something.